Welcome to another episode of the Dave Stockbridge Podcast. Always this professional. Well, the sun is shining, the birds are singing. It's Dave from Real. Thanks so much for joining me on the podcast once again. Every week I am to bring you news, insights and ideas that I hope helps you make and save tens of thousands of dollars, regardless of what it might be that you're seeking to do in real estate. And today I'm joined by Matthew Norris. Matt, thanks for joining me. No worries. Thanks for having me. Absolute pleasure, mate. We are just sharing the one microphone today. Um, so um, uh, for those that are, are watching on Matt's page, welcome. Um, and uh, so this is a podcast that I, I hope to bring to people on a weekly basis. And uh, sometimes we get there and other times we're just uh, too busy to get something out there and um, and sometimes miss it. But we hope to make up for that with fantastic content uh, every week. And the idea is just to bring some insights so that people have a clear understanding of what's going on in the marketplace right now and what are those things that are impacting on on uh, property values and market activity. So I guess first and foremost uh, is that the uh, borrowing market has been particularly uh, troublesome over recent weeks and, and the last month and a half, I would say, in particular, as a result of the Banking Royal Commission. And we've seen that the knock-on effect of that with less and less people attending open inspections. Um, uh, auction uh, clearance rates are, are, are slowly dropping and Adelaide's market seems to be uh, just kind of the momentum has, has stalled somewhat so uh, and I guess in that respect very much following the trend set by the Eastern Seaboard over the last 12 or so months where Melbourne and Sydney have certainly come well and truly off the boil and and we've seen that similarly along the Gold Coast and into the Brisbane marketplaces where it's certainly been quieter. Uh, Here in Adelaide we've been quite resilient to that and it's only really been through Mad March uh, that we felt a a real fundamental shift in in buyer sentiment and buyer activity uh, at our weekend open inspections. Now initially I thought that was uh, that was just Mad March. I just thought it was so much going on in the city that uh, there was a lot of distraction and young couples were spending all their money uh, down there at the fringe. Um, but uh, it's, probably <laughs> there, <laughs> there's probably some some uh, you know truth to that. Um, but nonetheless, it, it, it seemed to have emerged as the month progressed that uh, this wasn't just a, an isolated case or an event uh, distracting the buying public, but uh, certainly something much deeper. And uh, and so we've been communicating that through to uh, those people that uh, we've got on the market currently that are seeking to sell and it seems to be the pattern that's playing out the most is that properties are selling uh, early on and in much competition or they can they can struggle and so um, building our campaign around making the absolute most of that first week or so is uh, really really important um, and so that's been our earnest suggestion to anybody seeking to come to market um, also, those people that are thinking about coming to market uh, any time in the next 12 months, uh, wherever possible, if it's logistically possible for you to do so, my best suggestion is to bring that forward, make that happen now. Um, to delay the buying process isn't going to be of any detrimental effect. I think there'll probably be better buying available in six or 12 months' time. But to sell and to achieve a premium, uh, this might be that final opportunity for people to do so at this point in the cycle. And they might be waiting for some momentum to come back into the next cycle. And that could be 36, 48 months down the track before we see these conditions restored. Um, so, um, but something else I just wanted to talk about today, not, not just a big warning and, and putting a wet blanket on the market, because I'm certainly not doing that. We, we, we are achieving great pricing. Still, we, we're seeing that pricing is still at historical highs, um, but we can't take for granted that market momentum where pricing was just seemingly rising on a on a monthly, weekly basis. Um, that is not happening. Pricing is stalling. So pricing is at about as high as it's going to be, I, I think, uh, for some time. And, uh, and so hence my advice to people to 
of bring forward that that selling. So our, uh, the market is the market. We, we're not here to do anything other than uh, communicate that through to people so that you, you're better able to make a, a decision about what to do next. Um, too often, people don't have that information, make the wrong decision based on poor information and find it to cost them tens of thousands of dollars. So that's precisely where my advice is coming from here to everybody who's listening. Um, it's, not a, it's not a negative. We make the best of any situation and the market's certainly not in free fall or anything like that. It is just there's a there's a correction going on here that home sellers need to be aware of and that buyers you know if they're patient they can take advantage of as well so the other thing I wanted to chat about to, today, well, there's two things, Facebook, and I'm, I'm going to bring you seriously in on that, but the, the open inspection uh, and the auction that we had on the weekend was, was just absolutely tremendous. Yeah, yeah. So um, on Good Friday, I, I hadn't planned to do the auction on Good Friday, and I certainly wouldn't have been so disrespectful as to have booked it for Good Friday if I'd been aware, but it was uh, two weeks after I'd booked the time that um, Paige in her office happened to mention to me, did you know that that Friday is a Good Friday? And um, and it was all too late to change the dates, the sign was up the brochures have been printed and and we were full steam ahead for um for easter but it's it's funny because i don't even think the buyers really noticed until the last week or so of the campaign and it was only in that final week and a half of the campaign that people saying you, you know that that friday that, that that's easter um yeah you did. <laughs> so um so anyway we, we pushed forward and and i guess um somewhat heartened by the fact that most people had been through the property had uh, already indicated that good friday was actually a good time for them because they weren't working they were free they had nothing else on there was no distraction no kids sport it was actually a good Friday. It's a good Friday for auctions, as it turns out. So um, we go ahead, and the property that we auctioned was a, a 1962 solid brick um, uh, home on 740 square metres there in uh, uh, in Elizabeth Vale. So quite a generic. It, it was selling as a result of a deceased estate. It had been in the same hands for over 20 years, and uh, the old chap had passed away, and uh, the family were, were selling it to resolve his estate. And... Um, so it was always going to sell. And part of the reason why we did auction and, and, and why we recommend for people to auction in that situation when they are executor or working under power of attorney is because their legal liability in that situation or the legal responsibility is to ensure that all endeavours have been made to in order to achieve a fair and reasonable price. Now, a fair and reasonable price in law is can be deemed to be what is achieved at auction in a competitive environment. Um, it's all the harder to to prove by private treaties. So that's why you see mortgagee sales and, and deceased estates often being auctioned. It's because the people that are exercising the rights of the vendor in that situation have a responsibility to achieve fair and reasonable pricing in law. And the only way we can prove that is to take the property through to auction. Now, in this case, it certainly worked out. We had much competition on the day. And, and really, to my surprise, over 20 people assembled on the on the front lawn of that particular home. Uh, we ended up with five registrations um, and much competitive bidding and sold over... Five's high, though, isn't it? Five's high for, for an auction these days. Yeah, correct, Matt. I mean, 1.8 is the average registration. So I don't know how you have an auction with like less than two people, but that, that's the average. <laughs> yeah, that's right, maybe they're just little. Um, so, but the reality is, is that, um, yeah, to have five and on a good Friday and for a pretty average type of property was a really extraordinary response. And uh, it's interesting that you only need that extra one or two registrations to make an average auction a great auction. And that's certainly what had happened on the day. And the turnout from the neighbours uh, was somewhat of a surprise. And I will say in my experience that in 22 years of selling real estate, that is my 
best attended auction in the Elizabeth areas. Um, and uh, so, and just tremendous. Now, I also want to thank the Christians that are out there because none of them really gave me a hard time, although I did get a couple of emails. Um, none of them gave me a hard time. All were forgiving. And uh, uh, and and uh, I, when I had that opportunity to discuss with them, you know, obviously it wasn't intentional. Um, they, they were very forgiving and um, and didn't, didn't hold any malice. And, uh, and it seems that we had God's blessing anyway with all those registrations. So it was a terrific result. But uh, so, and, and the tale of that, um, I guess the, the story that we're trying to tell there is that the conventions around when is a good time to do an open or to do an auction or to do a private show through has shifted dramatically in recent times. Uh, I think that's got a lot to do with uh, people's working habits and patterns changing dramatically. The casualization of the workforce is another contributing factor. Um, and it's getting increasingly difficult to get a, a husband and a wife or a boyfriend and girlfriend or the, the two partners, the decision makers together in the property at the same time. Uh, I don't know if you find that's the case on the weekend. Yeah, it's yep. the same. And, and also, a lot more people working on the weekend too. You know, it's just not, not just us real estate agents. People working shift work, they're working in hospi- like hospitality and all that on, on the weekends. They don't necessarily have the time on the weekends to go out and, and have a look at a home, but on the Thursday night at 5 o'clock, they might. Yeah, and I, and I guess that, that's been really telling for us over recent times where, where we've done those open inspections on a Thursday afternoon. Tuesday nights have been a, a fantastic response. We, we're actually getting more people at a Tuesday night open inspection than we are on a Saturday. I mean, that, so that goes to the heart of what you were just saying about people. When are people free and available? And that certainly changed dramatically. And I think from our perspective as agents, we've just got to be able to adjust and uh, to give these people all the opportunities they need to be able to see uh, the properties. And I think as the market maybe devolves into being a buyer's market more so, um, our ability to be able to accommodate buyers at a time that suits them will uh, have a, a direct effect on our ability to be able to sell real estate. Yeah, definitely. Yep, I agree. So, uh, Matt, finally, um, so the, the the rules there. Um, I just want to go over just just finally on on that point. Saturday and Sunday open inspections are less potent than they used to be. Do we still need to do them? I think absolutely. Um, do uh, are they an important part of our campaigns for sure? And will they be for some time to come? I think so. Um, but I do think that vendors that are flexible enough to be able to accommodate us on a Tuesday night or a Thursday afternoon or, or on a Friday evening um, are going to find that has a really positive effect on how uh, buyers respond to their listing. And so a, a good mix between those midweek opens and the weekend opens over the fullness of a campaign are, um, are really what uh, what's required now in order to assure our vendors that they're getting a great result. Yeah, yep, definitely. So, um, Matt, on Facebook, now you, you've had, um, uh, you, you look into and have looked into many businesses when it comes to Facebook, and you, you get to see uh, to the extent of what's working, what's not. Um, we, we've had some particular success over recent times with our Facebook page, but um, can you share with me a little bit about what it is that, why it is that Facebook's working for, for you, um, why it's working for our company, why it's getting greater. I guess, greater opportunity for, for our vendors to sell uh, than it perhaps is not just other agents that are using the medium, but um, let's start off with those agents that aren't. So um, if we're selling a property and we've got a Facebook campaign in behind it, what one what are we doing for Facebook, um, specifically for the, for the uh, medium? And uh, how is that resonating with the buying public? 
Yes, I think there's um, one, one, one important thing to note with, with Facebook is that anyone can make a Facebook page and chuck photos of a property on there, but if there's not quality content about that property, people aren't going to watch it. And I think that's something that we've, we've, we've developed over the last 12 months um, is finding what works for when, when we're advertising properties on Facebook and what doesn't and doubling down on the stuff that works and we're seeing good, really good results from that, I think. Um, we've, as you know, we've got a few templates for the different styles of houses. Sometimes we sell vacant houses. Sometimes we sell houses that are fully furnished. Sometimes we do stuff that we just do aerial shots of, of property. So um, we've got a, a good few formulas there that are, that are really working working um, and, and are redu- producing good results because at the end of the day, the, the property video might not sell the house, but it's going to get the interest for the person to go and have go and have a look at the advertisement on our website or realestate.com.au or come to the open inspection. Um, and and as, as, as we've seen from the open inspections that we've had, a lot of people are coming just from Facebook. Yeah. So what is it? Okay. So when it comes to say, uh, you were talking there, a vacant property or a fully furnished property. How would you attack a vacant property as opposed to a fully furnished property? So if I'm a home seller and I've got a a house that's been tenanted, uh, the tenant's vacated, we've just given it a coat of paint, put some floor coverings. How are you treating that as opposed to say a home that's fully styled? Okay, so it's, it'd be, there's two different styles of video. So with a vacant property, it would be a much quicker, fast-paced video. Um, typically, the ones like we've done with you, you kind of just walk through the house and point out a few bits and pieces, and, but it's done really quick and almost done in one big shot. We've kind of mastered that that style of, of doing that um, because an empty house really isn't that interesting to people. Like it, Obviously, when it's furnished, it looks a lot nicer and you want to take a bit more time with it. Um, but with, with a vacant property, you kind of get in, get out, you see everything, you present it nice and quick, and it's enough to grab people's attention to bring them to, to the ad. Um, with a furnished property, um, obviously, it looks a bit more appealing to the eye and you take a little bit more time to, to film, especially if the furniture looks really good in the house too, like it kind of ties it all together. Um, you take a bit more time to kind of show that off in a home because that really makes, it, it gives people an idea of um, what maybe their furniture might look like in that house and they can kind of get a bit, bit, bit more of an idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I think it's definitely um, easier to get emotional about a home that's fully furnished. It's easy to lend proportion to the space. Um, there's a, a different focal point, so you, you're really starting to sell more of the, the lifestyle elements, and uh, and I guess that's one of the benefits of styling a home is that uh, you are, are heightening people's emotional engagement with the property, um, and so very much so. You know the way that uh, we play with the imagery. Um, we're not necessarily just focusing on the feature, 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 but we're playing more to the maybe some of the niceties, the, the way that the light plays with the decor and and that type of thing. Yeah. Um, selling more of the sensibility of the of the property, um, and some and those videos uh, take a little bit longer and, and go for a little uh, and, and serve a, I guess a different purpose as well, um, and um, and and in terms of deployment, so we, uh, what what's it seems to be going on here at the moment is that a lot of agents are, have got a generic video which they are doing primarily for realestate.com, and then they're dropping that into uh, Facebook and then finding that nobody's really watching it on realestate.com and then no one's really paying attention on Facebook either. Whereas we're really tailoring our product and our video specifically for the format. So it's Facebook specific. So maybe you can talk a little bit about what makes a, a, the content Facebook specific. 
Yeah, I think um, the the time length is definitely key. Like, especially if 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 um, if we've we've done a property video and we're going to sponsor it out, which which basically for the people that don't know what that means is you put a certain budget towards, um, say, you want to spend fifty dollars over the next week advertising it to people between a certain age range in a certain area. Um, when you're watching that stuff and you're just scrolling through your Facebook page, uh, you through your Facebook feed, you're not going to sit there and watch a 10 minute property video. Like it's definitely not what people are going to do, um, unless it's super super interesting. But even 10 minutes, <laughs> yeah. I mean five minutes, you might be lucky, you know. Yeah. Um, unless you're Andy. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, you know, but having that short, sharp, shiny content where people are used to just having the information, having everything kind of there within seconds, yeah. um, I think that's important to have that kind of style on Facebook where it's short, sharp, and shiny. Um, it gives people the information they want to go to and most importantly which what we've been doing with uh, all of our properties which uh, is is better for our sellers is we've been embedding in the link that goes straight to our website yeah. so that means that when someone googles your address um, it's going to come up with that it's going to have a better chance of coming up with the video and the, and the Facebook post and, and the link and that rather than just posting back to realestate.com because Facebook definitely does not like when people do that yeah. um, and you can see that there's a big difference in in the re, the engagement of someone that's just posted and and you see it many times because I obviously sit on Facebook quite a bit and have a look at what everyone else is doing and when they post the link to like rate my agent or um, realestate.com.au there's almost no engagement there at all but when we actually put a proper video up with a description and a link back to a website it seems to be a lot better yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, that kind of stems from real estate agents being largely unsophisticated in the way that they market properties. And when I say that, I mean, I think agents in Australia are doing an awesome job compared to uh, our peers uh, overseas. Um, but still, it, it, they, they, we didn't really evolve from putting ads in the paper w with a photo to putting those same photos and that same ad on the internet. Okay. Um, and although people say the big revolution has been the internet over the last 10 or so years, not really because the marketing strategy hasn't changed. It's just a different uh, avenue for people to be uh, advertising or a different platform for people to advertise on. And in large part, um, say the internet, when we talk about the internet, we're largely talking about those large aggregators, realestate.com, domain.com and the like. Although there's 15 or so other websites that we advertise on, I would say 95% of our uh, inquiry from the portals would come from realestate.com. Um, so it, it is important to, to have a presence there, but the reality is is that the, the presence that's on there is no different to what would have been in the print world before. Yeah. Um, and so what agents seem to have done is just taken that whole model and it just like just cut and pasted it and chucked it onto Facebook mm -hmm. and it hasn't worked. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and for those reasons that you've just outlined, it, it is not platform specific. Mm -hmm. um, they've got links going to the competitors. So I, I liken it to a little bit like you, you go to Hungry Jack's and you ask for a Big Mac. Well, you know, they're not going to want to give you one. They're going to want to sell you a Whopper. And that's exactly what happens on Facebook when you put your realestate.com link. Facebook don't want that ad getting out there because they're pushing you to competitors. And a lot of people think, oh, your Facebook do something different to realestate.com. They're not competitors. Well, it's only the public that see it that way. They themselves see themselves as direct competitors because they're vying for attention. They're, they're vying for distraction. It's time on screen. It's time on website. And so if, if somebody's on Facebook, Facebook want to do everything they can to get on there. That's why they now have video and all of these features. And now it looks like Instagram and, and you've got Messenger on there. Everything you need is within the toolbox that Facebook provides yep. when it comes to social media, essentially. It's the one-stop shop. Um, and one thing's for sure, Facebook haven't spent those billions of dollars on their platform to send you over to Rupert Murdoch's website at realestate.com. So um, people don't realise that, agents don't realise that, and them not being conscious of that, I think is costing ven uh, their vendors tens of thousands of dollars because 
it's not in that how many extra people are going to see it. That, uh, that's not how I see it. It's how many extra people come to the open. Now, you could have 5,000 people see an ad on realestate.com and, uh, or view the ad on realestate.com. Obviously, it's not 5,000 buyers. Mm. Um, and you could have three or 4,000 people see the video on, on, on Facebook. But the reality is that the presence at the open inspection might be seven people. So we've had to we've had to get it in front of a lot of eyeballs to find our seven people. But what's really interesting is out of the seven people now, two or three of them are coming off of Facebook. Hmm. So I pity the poor agent that's using Facebook poorly, not understanding the platform, not creating content specific, because what's going on there? They're getting three or four people off of realestate.com and not the extra three or four people that they need yeah. to create the competition that gets the great prices early on. And why is that important? Well, because what I was saying before, if you're not getting a great price in the first week or two when making the most of the early competition, guess what? It can take a while to sell. And the other thing too is some agents have five or 6,000 likes, but when they put something up, they get three likes on something. Where you've got, we've almost got 3,000 on your page, but we're getting heaps of engagement because we're consistently posting quality content. Yep. So it's not all, and that's the other thing, it's not all about the number of likes either. No, no, and that, that's something that's really interesting because we, we do have some agents out there that have got quite prolific numbers on their Facebook page. Not, not a lot, mind you, but there's maybe two or three. And um, what people don't realise is likes don't equate to engagement. So they're, they're two very, very separate metrics. And I challenge uh, anybody who is on Facebook, which would be a large proportion of our audience, just to go in there and remind themselves as to how many things they've liked, like how many groups they're in and how many pages that they've liked, professional pages or business pages, and then go back through their feed and see what's actually popping up in their feed. Mm. Now, there'd be a huge discrepancy. I'm sure there'd be a dozen or so pages that you're following right now that you've not seen anything for months. And why? Because Facebook have worked out that you don't like those pages that mm. much. And what's Facebook's job is to keep you on their page or on, on their site for as long as possible, as we've just said before. And if you're encountering content you don't like, you're not going to stay on Facebook that often. Mm. So what we've been doing with our content is making sure that people like it or love it even better, which keeps them on Facebook's page, which makes Facebook like our page. So that means that Facebook put us in front of more people. Yeah for less money um, and often free. So our organic reach and engagement is awesome. And then when we throw a little bit of fuel on the fire with that sponsored post, as you were saying, for $15, $20, we're getting the same traction that somebody who might've spent 50 to $100 on yeah. their post is getting. So making it even more efficient and effective for our home sellers. Now we don't always charge that because there is some degree of experimentation and it depends on the organic reach and, yeah. and the way that people are responding to the post. And that sometimes has something to do with where the property is and how it's presented and all of these, all of these factors. But increasingly people are relying on you and me yeah. to be able to make a determination as to, well, how do you take our product and deploy marketing that's effective specific around the product into the platform that's going to generate a response. Yep. Now, as far as I'm concerned, is there's realestate.com's the big one. Domain is really, really a secondary force in our state. And Facebook, Facebook is, is the big number two now. Yeah. Um, and my, my number one source of new vendors um, as well, which um, is quite telling because obviously they're keeping an eye out on what's going on and they love the content. Yep. Um, so 
Um, thank, thanks for sharing your insights around that, Matt. Yeah. Um, uh, for a lot of people that um, aren't aware, Matt, Matt's been playing a, a role in the background here for uh, some time and has been um, helping us develop our uh, social strategy and um, uh, and has played a big part in our marketing over recent months in particular. Um, but Matt's also um, now selling real estate and, and doing a fantastic job and he's doing things differently. Um, and you can probably hear um, through this conversation exactly where those points of difference come from. They come from a marketing perspective and uh, the, it really does offer you and your property every chance of the very best result when you've got somebody like Matt that not it not only understands the benefits of uh, new media, but um, understands how you can benefit from it. Yep. And that's two different things. There's great upside and everybody acknowledges this huge benefit in Facebook for real estate agents, but understanding how to get the benefit, how to get down to the bottom of the rabbit hole and make it work for you. It takes an enormous amount of time and research. And We've it's had a lot of people copy us too. Sorry? We've had a lot of people try and copy what we do too. Mm. But because people don't understand what we're doing or why we're doing it, it's not working for them. Yeah, so it's the thinking that goes in behind it as yeah. much as what's uh, what's transpiring on people's screens. And an enormous amount of thought, research, experimentation have gone into this mix. And you know, people could just copy exactly what we do and they probably do really well with it. Um, but I'd also say it's what works to your personality strengths. And very fortunately for us, you know, we're great on camera. Yeah. <laughs> and we obviously don't mind talking. Um, so uh, so for us... It could it go on for hours. Yeah, <laughs> it could do. Uh, but we're at 25 minutes, so we'll probably call it quits in a moment. Um, so um, hopefully that uh, offers you guys um, who are listening um, and by the way you know people are listening from all, all the way around the world um, so although this is a, a podcast specific and, and catering to uh, the needs of local home sellers you find that much of what we talk about um, is transferable regardless of where you are around the globe and we've got a, a great loyal following of real estate agents from around the world who have been tapping into uh, us as a resource and, and checking out what we do and uh, and deploying it in their own marketplaces to, to great effect and, and we encourage more agents to do it we know it's for the benefit of your home sellers at the end of the day we can't sell all the homes around the world so you know if we can share some information that helps you do that then all the better for, for everyone so um, once again thanks so much for joining me on the podcast again is this episode 50 or we, uh, we're past 50 I think we're like 52 or are we, like are we, yeah. well, we missed it we should yeah. have had a party um, so uh, thank you to everybody who's been tuning in and listening over the last year or so uh, thanks for, so much for joining me again today Matt yeah no worries thanks for having me and, um, and Facebook live audience oh yeah of course <laughs> almost forgot about everybody over there um, so um, uh, Matt if people want to tune in and find out more about what you're doing there's a couple of really good pages out there at the moment where people can keep track of you what are they yep so the first one is called Matt Norris Real Estate I renamed it and shortened it because it was just too long to say Matt Norris Real Estate Agents Group so okay. if you google Matt Norris Real Estate it'll come up on, on Google as like the number two rank too which is pretty good so that's awesome. kind of why I engineered that um, and also on on my yeah yeah that's right <laughs> and also on my um other page which is called around the port with matt norris so um and, and we've talked about that in a previous episode but that's another another social page that i that i run as well yeah and that's where you highlight um put a really put a spotlight on on businesses that are local and local events news yeah, developments, um, d developments that are going yeah. on um uh, all in around that kind of that port and up and down the coastal uh, region which is an area you specialize in and and know very very well so if anybody is selling in that part of the world then definitely have a chat to Matt. Um, also, if you've got a business in that part of the world and you're looking to, you, you might not have your head around the social side of things and haven't developed yet a Facebook strategy, well, uh, reach out to Matt. Matt can help you with the basics with that, get you off on the right foot and even uh, put together a nice little promotional video uh, and get your Facebook page kicked.
kick-started in the right way, we'll get your likes up real quick um, by deploying some of the strategies we've used uh, really effectively. And uh, Matt will happily uh, sit down with you, go through that and uh, get a bit of content together so that uh, you've got the, all the foundations that you need to uh, make Facebook a success uh, for your business as well. So, um, and, uh, and for me, um, well, I've got open inspections on the weekend, mate. So have you. Yeah. Um, so we'll be out there in real estate land. If you uh, uh, happen to have the opportunity, please pop in and see us regardless where we might be right across Adelaide this weekend. Uh, I'm Dave from Real. Again, thanks so much for joining me. I'm an agent and auctioneer of some 22 years experience. So please, if you are thinking about buying or selling real estate, do not hesitate to pick up the phone or message me directly in order to ensure that you're getting the very best advice so that we can help you make and save tens of thousands of dollars along your property journey. Thanks so much again, and we'll look forward to speaking with you next time. Thanks for tuning in again to this episode of the Day Sovereign Podcast. Please follow us on Facebook or subscribe to us on iTunes, and we look forward to bringing you more next week.